Hello there. You're about ready to listen to a very special sneak peek of our Patreon-exclusive show, Spider-Versity. This is the show where Sal from Comic Pop and myself explore every aspect of Spider-Man media, including every Spider-Man movie, even the spinoffs like Venom and Morbius, and now Spider-Man the Animated Series. So if you enjoy this episode and would like to check out the rest, you can do that over at patreon.com slash onlystupidanswers. Enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Spider-Versity. This is the show where uh, my pal Sal and I talk about Spider-Man movies. And of course, listen, it was all pretty straightforward uh, up to this point because Spider-Man was in the movies. And now Sony was like, Ooh, we got to milk that IP for all it's worth, baby. And uh, we are now in Venom. Sal, say hi to the kids at home. Hi everybody! Welcome to this uh, special live episode. Uh, I'm sorry it starts with Venom. <laughs> well, let's segue off of that. What are you, initial thoughts before we get into it? Initial thoughts on Venom. <laughs> okay, uh, I have a very complicated history with Venom. Obviously, I grew up uh, when he was invented, and uh, he is awesome looking, mm-hmm. and was my favorite Spider-Man villain until I, you know realize there were other characters and uh they've been trying to make a venom movie forever they finally did and i remember being very against the concept just the whole idea Uh, i i didn't like it i know it represented greed and graft and it was just going to complicate everything and they were going to try and shoehorn him in everywhere if it was going to work out and um and so i didn't see it like when it when it came out in theaters i was like nuts i'm boycotting it i would we were doing this for a living, and I was like, I'm taking a stand. I'm not going to review it. I'm not going to talk about it. No Venom. And a, about a year or so later, I finally saw Venom, and I was like, no, oh, that was like a movie. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That, you know, they made like a movie. It was very cookie-cutter by the numbers. Like, it, it's no, it's it's harmless. Uh, having watched it again today, yesterday, actually, uh, it's terrible. <laughs> it's tough. <laughs> so, so here's what I'll say. Similar to you, I, I grew up in the era... Uh, um, Born in the 80s, but like grew up in the 90s. So, exactly. so I have a lot of love in my heart for characters like Venom and Ben Riley. Um, uh, and I even I even have some copies of the the Clone Saga that I I, I still own and I remember fondly. Yeah. Um, and and I am one of those people like like I know some of the when Sam Raimi was getting to do Venom, some of the people were like, well, it's because Venom sucks. And it's like, okay, listen, it's not like fucking Doc Ock is Shakespeare. You give him a few decades, <laughs> and, and eventually a few of those stories are good. And it's yeah. the same thing same thing with Venom. Like I think there's a lot of a lot of merit in the character. I like the character because because um, again, as we know, growing up in the 90s. As long as your character, your comic book superhero character looks cool, you're halfway you're halfway there. That's kind exactly. of all you need to do. <laughs> Does That's it look right. cool? They'll have they'll have a good shelf life. Yeah. Um, like you, when it came to this movie, I am hard. Pre- it was it was hard I, when I was trying to explain because again we were doing we were already doing what we're doing. This was 2018, um, exactly. so we're already doing what we're doing. I, but I was hard pressed to come up with an analogy to accurately portray why a Venom movie without Spider-Man movie doesn't work because it's hard to think of another character so dependent right? on the other... Like, I, I think the... the And obviously, this is... Well, we've gone through this too, but like, Joker maybe? It's like, yeah, how do you... Because even the Joker movie had Bruce Wayne. <laughs> yes. No, I had a problem with the Joker movie too, like in terms of them going like, we're making a Joker movie. And yeah. I'm like... Why? It'd mm-hmm. be like making a Lex Luthor movie. Yeah, and it's like without, but but specifically without Superman, it's like yeah, you can make a exactly. Lex Luthor movie, but you need to acknowledge that the other person 
is around. Like, like even yeah. like, you know, like a Catwoman thing. It's like, well, actually, Catwoman, I think, would be better in a world with Batman, but theoretically could exist independently. She doesn't necessarily yeah. need Batman to be a thing. They weren't going to make that. Tim Burton was going to make that Catwoman movie back in like the early 90s. Remember? Wild. Like, that was. That, that, man, what a cool idea. And well, I wish and we'd live in that, world, in that world. And I'm still kind of baffled that, like, you know, we've got a. Uh, as of this recording, we're weeks away from the Batman coming out, and it's like yeah. we're getting a Gotham PD series and a Penguin series. And I'm like, Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman is right there. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. Are, and people would doing? watch the hell out of that. Are you yes. kidding me? She's incredible. That'd be great. So, yeah. um, it, it, on the one hand, for Sony, it makes sense that they would go for Venom because of how, how popular he is. Uh, and and normally, my uh, the, the way my brain works around this stuff, it's like, okay, yeah, do a, you could do a Venom movie because Venom's sustained his own comic series yes like when they're doing like we're going to do a craven movie it's like well now you're that's fucking crazy what the fuck even morbius it's like (laughs) morbius is a character that is a spider-man villain but could exist without spider-man fine also he uh, has had his brief runs in the sure fine go for it yeah they're terrible but yeah he has had books (laughs) yes you know there's something there is something you could do there i have very little confidence that the movie we're going to get is that but theoretically i'm open to the concept of it Yes, agreed. Like you, going into this, this movie is is fundamentally harmless. I do like, I've also, uh, as of this recording, just recently watched Uncharted for ah. one of the stupid answers to the show we do. And I do like that Sony has kind of gotten into this place where it's kind of like, it's just settled like, yeah, man, we're just making these movies. We're just, we're not going to treat them like this is going to change the game. We're just right. making, and, and, and we'll blissfully make them under two hours. It's not going to oh. be two and a half hours where it's like, hey, you know, no. No, it's going to be like an hour, 50 minutes, get in, have some fun, yeah. get out. Yeah. Um, I will say that of the movies we've covered, because again, for those that maybe are just tuning in for the first time, I have nine pages of notes here. <laughs> of the movies we've covered, uh, Venom is probably the least built to handle that sort of scrutiny. <laughs> no, no, it's true. Yeah. Yeah, because it doesn't it 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 barely holds together. Like, listen, yeah. we were being we were being hard on on the Amazing Spider-Man films, but there's the elements of this movie really hold together. Like, this really doesn't stand up to any sort of scrutiny. But let's get into it. The synopsis Please. on uh, IMDb is a failed reporter is bonded with to an alien entity, one of many symbiotes who have invaded Earth. But the being takes a liking to Earth and decides to protect it, which is a summary. <laughs> that technically happens. I love that description of like he takes a liking to Earth. Yeah, he does for in one line. Yes, with no character development, he does do. He that. does. Oh, and I, I, I'm going to admit this up front. So normally there's a pretty clear distinction of like, hey, this is when we should end the first episode. And right. I had because because these, these discussions are two episodes, and I had that here, and then like I finished like the after that point, like immediately, I was like, oh well, maybe we'll see where things land. Because <laughs> yeah, no, it could be. This could be a done in one. This really could. Yeah, because I was gonna it, take this. I was gonna take this up to the reveal of of Venom. Right. But then the movie, it just the movie just doesn't stop after that. It's just like no. oh, and then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there. Oh man, this is one of those movies that like if I remember like because you and I are both film buffs. We love the the art and the science of making movies. Yes. And, I've always like fantasized about having been a teacher. I've fantasized about teaching a film class, and I would love to have like uh, like a whole unit on like what not to do. You know, like and literally just show them like the room and be like, where did they go wrong? Like, why mm-hmm. is this wrong? Like, why didn't it work? Venom's and then you one could of those do movies where I'm, you could do yeah. a whole another day on the room where it's like, but why is it wrong in the right way? <laughs> yeah, like why is this fun? Yeah. Like what what is it? Is it Schadenfreude? What is it? But with with Venom, you could legitimately like teach a screenwriting class on like now why is. 
why are we, why did we come to Mrs. Chen's place twice <laughs> to do to deliver two pieces of information with no good scene between them when you could have had all those things take place in Mrs. Chen's grocery store in one scene. In one scene, yes. Like, yeah, oh, and because think... the movie needs to be an hour and 57 minutes long. That's why movie yeah, can't well... be like 67 minutes. <laughs> and uh, but you know what? But could it be anyway? Uh, uh, oh, also, there's there, there's got to be a fan edit out there somewhere of making like a like a 67 minute long meta movie. <laughs> I'm I don't have the time for it anymore. We don't need to get into it. I don't have the time for it anymore. But I am excited for when the second Dune comes out. I want to see. I I would, but I don't have the time. Make an edit where that's just one movie because I oh. do think I do think you could make based on the first Dune. I yeah. feel like it could be one movie, and I know Dune fans are going to hate this. You just have to cut things out. You just have to yeah. cut things out. <laughs> right. We, it we ain't don't the need book, this, man. Yeah, we don't, <laughs> we don't need the same speech about the special knife because it's the same no. information. <laughs> yeah, we got uh, we, that information. Move on, please. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, that's not this movie. Uh, but no. I, do, I do hope you get to teach that class because I do think this is a good case study for uh, – it, it's because the clearest example – of I think a problem that is that is plaguing almost all major studio blockbusters. It's just very obvious here, but it's the same. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter how much you like it. It's like a lot of the same blockbusters. Even to, it's now TV shows like stuff like Boba Fett and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like yeah, this is what happens when you your script is just like a series of suggestions, and then you right. <laughs> figure it out on the day. Um, anyway, yeah, on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, uh, man, this is the best. Again, speaking of this as being a great example of just our modern blockbuster culture, this Rotten Tomato score is perfect because the Rotten Tomato score is thirty percent, and the audience <laughs> scores eighty-one percent, baby. Oh, uh, yes. The critics' yeah. consensus is Venom's first standalone movie turns out to be like the comics, char- comics character in all the wrong ways, chaotic, noisy, yeah. and in desperate need of a stronger attachment to Spider-Man. This, of course, is directed by Ruben Fleischer, who, oh my God. Sal, I was so excited for more Ruben Fleischer movies after Zombieland. And right? He's just a he's just a workman. He's just on Sony's speed dial for when they just need a guy that's gonna get that shit done. <laughs> yes. And incidentally, I was actually just out of nowhere, YouTube, because everyone's listening, suggested to me a video with Fleischer being interviewed like around the time of Let There Be Carnage, where they said, uh, what do you think about the audience score versus the critic score? And you could tell how bummed he is, like, because he knows the movie sucks. Mm-hmm. Where he's like, he goes, I mean, you know, the audience really likes it. I mean, like, and that, and I think that really is, like, Rotten Tomatoes is toxic and terrible, but, like, the people who like that movie love it. And, you know, the critics, like, really, really didn't respond to it. And it's just, like, very diplomatic, but you could tell this dude wasn't like, I love this. You know, there's some people who make a movie where, like, the critics hate it, and they're like, I love this movie, I don't care what the critics say. Yeah, this yeah. dude is like... I mean, like we made it in like we made it in two months. Like, what do you yeah. want from me? Yeah, like like if you ask Zack, Zack Snyder those questions, he is convinced he's made the greatest film of all time. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, conviction. Yeah, conviction. he's got. If anything else, that man has conviction. Uh, this yeah. this movie was written by um, Jeff Pinker, who also did the Jumanji reboots and Amazing Spider Man Two. Okay, uh, yep, and that feels it. I feel uh, it. yep, and Scott Rosenberg, who also did the Jumanji reboots, and also Con Air and Gone in sixty seconds. And I want a version of this movie that has Nicolas Cage in it. <laughs> Please, as Venom. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine? Could you imagine? Hold on, transport back in your brain. Nineties yeah. Venom movie starring Nicolas Cage as Eddie Brock. Uh, that ah. is that is an idea so solid. Wizard would have plugged it seventeen times. Like that is <laughs> such a good it. idea. Oh, and instead we get him as Ghost Rider way past the time when that was okay. Yeah, uh, when that was a thing. And it, I will say. I will defend the second Ghost Rider movie because that is that, that comes that in movie, with big crank energy, and I love it. 
Agreed. No, it's way. It's a he, better. It's a watch. More watchable movie. by, pisses, like, by Country Mile. He pisses fire. fire in that movie, <laughs> and it's. Uh, and then there's the scene where he's. Oh my god. Anyway. Oh, uh, no. uh, anyway, and then. Uh, yeah. Exactly. God. Shit. Um. Um. And then Carly Marcel, uh, who also did uh, the Corre- did the story by uh, Corella. So, getting into uh, the movie proper, we, of course, start with uh, your first warning sign, which is a thing that says the Marvel logo comes up, and then above it says, in association with. It's like, okay, (laughs) cool. (laughs) Thanks for letting me know. Licensing characters from. Like, that's not even close to association. Yeah, Uh, I love that that, um, uh, I know that they talked about how, like, Kevin Feige gave notes on this movie, and I just, I wish I could have been there on that day. Because you talk about being di- diplomatic, and Kevin Kevin Feige seems like an incredibly diplomatic person. He's like, oh, okay. Um, hmm, <laughs> um, what can we do with this? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, t- you know what? <laughs> yeah. You know what? Good good job, everybody. Right. It seems uh, like everyone really like it's one of those really terrible compliments where it's like it looks like you guys had a lot of fun making this movie. It, yes, and that is uh, Tom Hardy definitely had a fucking blast making this movie. Yeah. Uh oh, making her uh requisite live oh, appearances my dog no. Nona. What do you want? Do you want to be on the show? Too bad. Get out of here. <laughs> she you. is precious. I love you. She is precious. So, um, uh, we get an opening shot with the stars and the score, and it immediately made me think of Men in Black and how I wish this movie was more like that movie. Yeah, um, yeah. A Life Foundation uh, massive shuttle crashes in East Malaysia. And we're going to revisit this because I have questions. But <laughs> yeah. meanwhile, yeah. Riz Ahmed and Jenny Slate, and by the way, she's Jenny Slate through half of these notes. <laughs> I don't bother oh, with her Slate, character name. Man. She is ridiculous in this movie. And I remember being like, who is this? Like, I, I couldn't place her. And I'm like, I the the one thing I remembered her from was the, I threw it on the ground Lonely Island music video where she plays the girlfriend. And I'm oh, like. Oh, shit. I didn't even know. For me, she's she's in um, Parks and Rec. And she's fantastic and she's in, Park- in that. Yeah. Yes. I see her all over. No, once you see her, you'll see her everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and, and of course, immediately I had questions about like, who's, because, because, Riz Ahmed and Jenny Slater watching this across the world, and I was like, "Whose camera? Because it's the Malaysian EMT. Who's recording this?" Oh, uh, I know. Yeah, in real time. <laughs> yes, in real time. <laughs> um, it, the one astronaut is still alive. They dropped the name Jameson. Uh, just be- uh, that doesn't mean anything. We're gonna move on. Um, but no. cool, maybe. I don't know. Right, uh, I like it, but like, no. I, I honestly, I missed it. I didn't like. I was watching this movie, and I, I missed it. And I, I will tell you, the stars and the spaceship forgot that was even the intro like yes. i legitimately i was like i didn't i'm like is this like an, uh, an extended edition or something like, yeah, yeah wait, wait no that's how it opens yeah that's like, how I, it opens yeah yeah and so um I, I i do we'll get into this a little bit because um uh it uh, especially watching it then there's a lot of like blanks they're like what sony in your brain what do you think is going to happen and now living in the future i did it's like oh wait, what seems to be happening which is no way home is making all of the money people want andrew garfield back and now we get to like backdoor like oh actually this is andrew yeah. garfield's universe please oh yes yes and uh, yeah yeah you could tell like there's a lot of a lot of a uh, lot of placeholders like they mm-hmm. won't I don't even think we see the Daily Bugle in this movie. No, we don't. Uh, well, and get that too. We get a we get a name drop for the Daily Globe, which I didn't even remember was Eddie Brock's original. Yeah, yeah, yeah that I liked. I was like, yeah. all right, and the whole like they ran you out of New York, and I'm like, all right, yeah, that super explains vague, the... super vague yeah. to to beef TBD. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Thank you. Uh, which oh man, whatever. We'll get in that in a second. So, 
Um, astronauts alive is Jameson. The ambulance tries to take Jameson uh, and the symbiote um, is hitching a ride in his body, and it fucks everybody up. Like he, Jameson yeah. wakes up and he murders everybody, and the bus crashes, and he, and, and then the EMT, which I guess is Jameson dead now. Whatever. Uh, EMT rips it open. Yep. Um, and um, uh, put a pin in the fact that this. I'm just going to refer to it as riot because that's what we find out it is later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But based on what we learn about how symbiotes operate. In this universe, uh, I have questions. Anyway, um, yeah, Bruce out the back. Uh, the leg is injured and it heals up immediately. Uh, it just, uh, just as a side note, I'm not a huge fan of like insta healing. I just don't. I don't think it. Yeah, like, yeah. Kate's uh, integrates it into his venom run in a nice way that I kind of like appreciate because like you know most of these superheroes all like in the marvel universe if you have a superpower there's like a built-in healing factor that's also established yes. like just just as a consequence Flash. you run fast but also heal fast for other yeah whatever. yeah daredevil even as a healing factor but yeah. like uh, uh eddie brock is a dude mm-hmm. and it's like if he's on fire or he falls like it's over for him so you yeah. got to give him you got to have the suit fix it and I, I i'm i'm okay i'm a little bit more okay with that there are a lot of things i'm not okay with in this movie the healing i'm like Ah, I get it. Although, yeah, yeah, I just feel like I mean, even if I would even be okay if we said like Wolverine's healing takes a day, right? <laughs> it takes a, like, like listen, he can lose an eye and it'll heal in like a week, but how fast does your eye grow back? You know what I mean? It's still a healing uh, factor. It, that's still a healing factor. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> anyway, anyway, that's just a that's just a, a personal right, preference yeah. on my end, and this is where we get uh, unceremoniously the Venom title card. I guess the movie has started now. <laughs> I love that. Just there's no no good sting. Just like that happened, and then yeah. they're like, "Oh right, we ne- we have to put the title in the movie." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess how about now? Guess what? It's Venom. So um, uh, we're now in San Francisco. Um, we sh- we see Michelle Williams uh, uh, as Anne Wang wake up tom hardy's eddie brock and this is uh, really we- they treat it like a horror reveal like a sting and it's just like what yeah. do we what it's like the movie's like guessing at what it's trying to do like is this the thing that whatever anyway yeah yeah um uh we find out eddie and Anne are engaged uh, and eddie has a big meeting that day oh. and before we move any further two things one i love tom hardy i i think he's a really talented performer if nothing yes. else even no matter what you say about his performances he they're always interesting they're always engaging like i know we like to dunk on venom's or excuse me eddie oh my god tom hardy's bane voice oh. but i actually think his performance in that movie is really interesting and like really engaging really like I, I actually i actually think he's pretty good in that movie and if nobody's great seen, in everything yeah no no i don't think except, it, for, except for shinzon he's terrible as uh as, as oh, that's, yeah i didn't even see, i haven't even <laughs> seen that uh, uh i know what you're talking about but i haven't seen that movie yeah don't worry um about uh if anybody's seen peaky blinders um yeah um he is really good in that although it is one of those like turn on the subtitles and what are we what is he saying <laughs> um, yeah that's half uh, the cast in that movie in that show for those, yeah but for 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 people that as of this recording just yesterday killian murphy is oppenheimer from nolan's movie was circulating and killian movie's yeah. so fucking good in that show anyways yeah yeah no, part two what accent do we think tom hardy's going for here <laughs> i think okay i don't know about you i think we're on the same page here I think Tom Hardy thinks this is like a little shop of horrors homage. Okay, okay, all right. Like a all like right. a feed me Seymour kind of situation, and I think he's channeling like Seymour Krellborn, where he's like, "Oh, it's like kind of Woody Allen, but all because I'm from New York, but also I'm like meek and timid, and when I get my confidence, my voice turns more into like confident voice." I I, I genuinely think he's going for like a Seymour like. God damn it! I hope that's true. Thing. I actually really love that. So I hope that I hope that is well, true. There's only one person thinking about this movie, and it's Tom Hardy. Because yes. like, yeah. And by the yeah. way, uh, 
Yeah, right. Go. Let me like, say what you're gonna say. No, he just like you could tell from like his Venom voice, and then of course how it like evolves, like from yeah. this. I I forgot because I'm you know I've been so used to let there be carnage in his voice that it's much more subdued and monstrous in this movie than mm-hmm. it is by the time he gets to let there be carnage. But like you could you could hear it kind of evolve as he's getting as he's having fun with it. But I think he really, like, that's the voice that, like, for him, he's like, that's peak Eddie Brock. Like, that's that's Eddie Brock's voice with confidence. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I think he, he's the only one thinking about the movie. He's the only one yeah. being like, he's oh, it's like, like yeah. it's stupid. Okay, I'm getting paid a lot of money to make a stupid movie. Got it. <laughs> it's yeah. like Jeremy Irons. Like, oh, oh, it's it's Dungeons and Dragons. I got it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, listen, I know the assignment, okay? Right. Um, it, it is, oh, fuck, man, it, it's, it's. it's tough that like you always want like so many superhero movies are kind of like as far as their themes or whatever are kind of anonymous that's just like hey here's the here's the thing from the comic go Uh, yeah yeah and and so you want them to have like a specific take and the venom movies you and i have talked about this the venom movies have a take it's like what if it was a buddy movie which is a take it's not the take i want but it it, listen but it is a decision a decision was made (laughs) it's not even a take from the comics like there's no (laughs) venom has had what a hundred limited series He's gone. He's been a special agent. He's mm-hmm. been a lethal protector. He's been like a space cop. He's been everything. And that never have they done like Venom and he are like Butch and Sundance yes. or like Turner and Hooch. It, it, that is what this movie is, though. And yeah. they're like, we're going for it. We're committing to it. And listen, it's made him a lot of money. So who who are we to poo poo it? Listen, people like it. <laughs> yeah. So eighty five percent or whatever. We get a montage of Eddie being a, a reporter for the Brock Report, which gives me very much Vice vibes. Like they watch oh, a couple yeah. of Vice videos and they're like, "That's what reporting is." Yep. And it's just a bummer because it's like, yeah, I get that. Like Vice is kind of like edgy, but also like if you watch the report, the reporters. Are like doing their job, man. They're like right. fucking. They're doing the work. Anyway, no, he's he his. He, well, you could tell this is a movie where they would they were just like, we don't really have a we don't really have a script for this scene. Like, there's a scene between uh, Ahmed and uh, Jenny. Is it Jenny Frison? What's her name? Uh, the the Jenny Slate is the actress. Her Jenny character's Slate. name is Skirth. Skirth. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Drake and Skirth have a scene where they have an interact, and I'm like, there is no script in this scene. Nope. And and it's like. There's a lot of that in this movie. Dude, there's at least a week of shooting that was just Riz Ahmed wandering around the set that they had. And like, hey, he's... now you found this. Now you find this. <laughs> and the funny actor. thing is, he's, he is, unfortunately, like, this is not his great best performance. But he himself, like, Sound of Metal is so such a fucking good movie. And he is mm. incredible in it. And yeah. it's like, fuck, man. Good for yeah, you he's... getting this paycheck. <laughs> right. Yeah, That this is literally just cut a check because he is... That character should not be in half the scenes he's in. Yeah. Like he's he's constantly personally... I'm the head of this billion-dollar corporation, and I'm here, boots on the ground, in yeah. this scene with, like, security guards. What? Yeah. So, uh, uh, we get the montage of the Brock Report. Uh, yeah. So, Brock shows up at the building that is his studio whoever the fuck he works for i don't we don't even know is this it's TV not, station is it's it it's not clear it's not clear at all yeah. they want they want the they want the you're fired scene they want the boardroom scene like they don't want to explain it like it's just this is just naked greed like you can see like <laughs> avi arad is just, it's it's literally like avi arad has been chasing a venom movie for 30 years yeah and then it, it's like you told someone 
they could. Ha- it's like it's like the dog, you know. It's like yeah. when you're like we're going out and you have the leash and they can't contain themselves and mm-hmm. like Arad and Pascal are just like we finally got to make a Venom movie and they're not thinking about things like scripts or mm-hmm. like or direction and they're just like just just let's make it and, and so that that's how you get things like this. Yeah, well, and, it's, and it's tough too because it's like, and it's something again that this, this is the mo- most naked example of it, but it's something that I think is a problem with a lot of blockbusters. Is that yeah. everything, and this is not a knock on the writers, this is more a comment on the system around them. Yes. Everything feels like a first draft. It feels right. like here's the basic, here's the outline. And then they were like, let's go shoot. And you're like, uh, hold on. What are you talking right. about? <laughs> you need like David Cope to come in and like fill that lo- those lines in with dialogue. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, they're not going to do that. Yeah, nope, not for this one. Let the actors uh, do it. Tom Hardy is so good. Yeah, we'll just let him dictate everything else. <laughs> and everybody, and also, hey, we'll talk about this more. But Michelle Williams is too fucking good for this movie. Yes. Michelle Williams is because because Tom Hardy's doing great work playing a cartoon character. Yeah. Michelle Williams somehow in the middle of all this finds a person. Yeah, like Anne is a person. And she yeah. functions like a person, uh, and it's like, and she does little things like Michelle Williams. Like, God fucking damn it, how did they get yeah. you for this? Um, anyway. Her and Dave are my favorite characters in the movie. <laughs> her, her, uh, her husband, her yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, fiance or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I love Dave. He's just like, he's just down. <laughs> is it is it Dave or Dan? I think it's, oh, it's Dan. Doctor Dan it, Lewis. It doesn't matter. It does. Okay, so <laughs> Dan. Matter. I'm sorry. It's, I literally. It's was placeholder like, name. Have, it starts yeah, with a D. The, I'm close yeah. enough. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And he's pulled up on his motorbike, and the guy's like, "Hey, man, you can't park there." And Eddie's like, "Oh, I can't. It's just a whatever." And he just blows past, and the guy's like, "Oh, Eddie," smiles. And I'm like, "No, make him fucking move his fucking bike. What the fuck are right. you doing?" But like, that's that's one of those things where it's like hey, we have a bit of business, get the bike, blah blah blah. But we don't actually resolve that scene. It's like Jack and Jill, where it's like you expect something to happen, and then instead nothing happens. And this, yeah, one, it's like the the security guard won't let it. it. There's not a scene where he's like, "Oh, you." It ends with him going like, "But move your bike." Yeah, but move. No, but seriously, man, move your fucking bike. Right. And then we call back later and it's and this is such a this annoys me so much of blockbusters where a character will repeat a line from earlier yeah. as if it means anything like yep. it's like that doesn't what it, that doesn't know whatever but it's also weirdly subversive because like the security guards like why did you say that like because <laughs> like so, eddie knows he's in the movie but nobody else does i don't know mm-hmm. it's like so guy. um his 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 boss is played uh, and i'm probably gonna mispronounce this middle name i'm sorry ron uh Cephas Jones, who's also plays Bobby Fish and Luke Cage, really great actor. He's been in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Really, he's not credited. Like I had to like, yeah, I had like I had to go looking... to Luke Cage, find him on Luke Cage, then go. <laughs> yeah, because I, I I was like, 
this dude's in things. What is his name? I couldn't find it on the IMDb. And then I'm like, what? Like, why is he in this movie? Mm -hmm. Like, he is he is so specific and so distinct for a character that could be played by Joel McHale. Like, he could be played yeah. by anybody. And because he's just playing boss you kind of sympathize with but should not like because he fires the protagonist. Yes. And, and it's just like him. And, mm -hmm. and it's like... Did, you know how, like, Sony, like, randomly has, like, people on retainer and they gotta put him in places? I assume, yeah. like, it's just, like, they were making some other movie and they didn't, and it got, like, cancelled and he's like, I'm still under contract. And they were like, oh, we'll put him in here, I guess, like, just to fulfill it. I don't, yeah. It's really weird. He's And just, also, the way it's shot is real weird. It's like, clearly him and Tom Hardy never operated on the same plane of, like, there nope. was two different days. Two different <laughs> and, days. Yeah. Two different days against green screens. Yeah, he's yeah. he might not even be in a room. It's really for all we know. Uh, yeah. So we do get a little thing that uh, because they're talking about the view that heights aren't Eddie's thing. That uh, we'll come back later, but it doesn't matter. Um, uh, so Jack, his boss, uh, makes Eddie interview Carlton Drake, and this is some of those boilerplate exposition. In the, it's just like Completely. standard again, like placeholder dialogue. <laughs> um, so now we have. Eddie and Anne are having dinner together, uh, and we find out that her firm, she's a lawyer, and her firm represents Drake. Ooh, how convenient. Oh, uh, <laughs> the firm. The, yeah. the firm she works for. Um, and, uh, and and I will say, the one, uh, one thing that really does work in this movie is I think the scenes between Tom Hardy and Michelle Williams work like they, they have genuine chemistry. I buy, I buy into that relationship. It's a damn cool. shame, too, because the two of them, like, you know, like, you don't want them to be together because you want Venom to happen. Yes, and and yet every scene they're in is great, but like it's working against the movie, so mm -hmm. it's it's really frustrating. <laughs> and so this is where we get the the Daily Globe. She mentioned the Daily Globe incident, and it is a bummer. Like it's like oh fuck, man. Where I'm going to talk about this more. I don't like that it's two symbiote. I don't like that it's two goop monsters fighting at the end in the first movie. I know. Listen, there's that stupid. I shouldn't say stupid. I know it's a big deal, but that whole that save the cat book that became like everybody's screenwriting bible, and in oh, that yeah. it talks about like you know the problem with the first Spider-Man is that Spider-Man's powers and Green Goblin's powers are different. It should be the one power, and it, every studio superhero movie from there on is like they have to be the same thing. Yeah, Iron Man yeah. has to fight Iron Man guys. Uh, Ant Man uh, fights evil Ant Man. Yeah, Hulk it's fights, like fights Hulks. It's like that is so lame. Yeah, and for me, it's like no, the cool you hold on that. You don't yeah. do, you don't open with Zod. You build with Zod. You build, you put Zod in your Trinity. You have Superman fight non Superman people so that when right. it gets there, you're like, oh shit, how's Superman gonna fucking it raises fight the himself? Stakes. And with Spider Man, it's fun. You want yeah. to see Spider Man fight a guy with like eight arms. That's crazy. Yeah, exactly. Well, and Spider Man is the one. It, it, weirdly, even though Spider Man is the reference in that book, the reference point in that book, Spider Man's the one that gets off with it because no, other than Venom, none of his villains have his powers, and even Venom is is different enough. Mm -hmm. That it's not like a one-to-one -one, uh, yeah. situation. And uh, Spider-Man has some of the best rogues in the thing. So maybe maybe that should yeah. be a clue. <laughs> right? Right? Uh, there is there is a villain for this movie and that they could have used that is like a, that, that has CG, could have spent the budget, that wasn't a goop monster. And uh, it's a shame they didn't do it. But it's like it wouldn't have been as bombastic as two symbiotes fighting each other. Because the whole thing is based on Lethal Protector, but like yeah. not... Mm -hmm. And it's like, what's in Lethal Protector? They had Carlton Drake owns these big, crazy diggers. Yeah. Venom fights a digger at the end. It, Carlton Drake pilots it. That's yep. what you do. You do a big digger. You, you could even like, you could even be like, um, uh, I know the jury, big, big Venom, the jury. which a bunch of Iron Men's, which I, I had to be chomping at the bit on that one. Seriously, uh, and you, also you know there was a conversation. There was no way they weren't like, can we do Iron Man? Can we? And again, can we put 
Yeah, and again, uh, this the story, Daily Globe stories involve Sin Eater. You could have brought, you could nobody gives a shit about Sin Eater, but maybe no. he comes back for revenge on Eddie, whatever. Uh, uh, yeah. And I think true, think truthfully, if you're if you're coming, uh, I know this Buck's tradition, but the villain of the movie should be Venom. Like it should right. be the symbiote and and Eddie like it's it should be it should be like a fucking horror movie and he's yes. dealing with the monster inside of him and then maybe at the end because you want it to be a super franchise they come to some sort of like agreement. agreement but the antagonist of the movie should be your main character fundamentally um, yeah yeah and, and Pixar has done a lot of, Pixar a kids movie company has <laughs> done a lot of great work with that between Woody and Joy and Inside Out anyway yep that's not the movie we're dealing with. Yeah. So um, uh, Eddie and Ann, after their nice dinner at a bougie restaurant, go home to fuck because that's what, again, the standard placeholder, that's how couples' interactions work in these movies. You have dinner at nice places and you fuck after. That's what couples do. That's right. Um, You have expositional dialogue in between there. That's what relationships exist in these movies to do. Yes. Um, The the fucking cements the relationship. They are together. They are together. Um, uh, uh, nobody, nobody has ever had a hard day and is too tired to have sex in these movies. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, he then uh, breaks in. Uh, <laughs> so that night he wakes up and and Hetty is lured like a siren song to <laughs> Anne's computer through pictures of her screensaver of them together. And he's like, oh, that's nice. Uh, <laughs> and then he decides a little email notification happens in her corner and he's like, oh, this is sweet. I'm going to break into her fucking computer and read her fucking emails. God <laughs> fucking damn it. Uh, yeah. This is so, this is really, like, I like that the movie kind of doesn't let Eddie off the hook of this, but I don't know if it really commits to like how egregious this is. Like this right. is, and, and this is bad. This is such a, it, but- yeah, the movie wants us to forgive him, but Anne does not. She's like, yeah, this is like a major breach of trust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like, how else is he going to get the information? It's one of those things where it's like, well, you, you can see the conversation where they're like, I mean, it kind of makes him a scumbag. And it's like, well, I mean, but like, how else is he going to get the information? Like, we could have him listen in on her conversation on a phone, but like, yeah. that would take that would take too much time. We'd have to do another day of shooting. Mm-hmm. Forget it. How well, about he just looks I think also, I, and I think superhero movies are, are pretty bad at this, is commit to him being a scumbag. He's a villain in the comics. Commit to right? him being a bad person, and he learns. See, there's these things. Uh, uh, I don't know if you heard of them called arcs, right? Yeah. And so your character <laughs> could start at this point, and then you could get him to another point, and that's actually dramatically interesting. Yeah. Whatever. You know, one of the number one superhero TV shows uh, of all time uh, started with a character you hate at the end of the movie he started it, he starred in. Yes. And uh, it, it, he's a completely different character at the end of it, and everyone loves it. So maybe yeah, because it's he. We're you. watching him grow as person. Right. <laughs> he killed. He killed ostensibly one of the main characters of the movie he was in. <laughs> right. Hard to believe. Anyway. God, I love the way uh, that we're we're not talking about that, but I do love the way they kept bringing back that scene to just pummel John Cena with it. Like, hey, remember when you killed the one good guy in that movie? Yeah. Remember remember when when you lost the audience? Yeah. 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 At that moment? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Let's keep revisiting that. Anyway. Yeah. The Life Foundation, uh, (laughs) we see it. It's obviously... it's on like a mountainside, overlooking like uh, overlooking the Golden Gate Bridge. It's Tony Stark's it, house. It's <laughs> Tony Stark's house, but it's also like it's very hit or miss. The CGI, like the first time we see it, it literally just looks like they pasted it up there. Like, yeah. Uh, and I do have some questions about the layout of it throughout uh, throughout this discussion, but we'll get there in a minute. So we see Drake. This is our first introduction to Rizzo Meta's Carlton Drake, and he's speaking to a group of uh, tour uh, tour group of children, which is like <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, that's hey, a scene we can cut. 
that one. Yeah. Because um, yeah. why is why is because we're clearly going for Elon Musk vibes in this, and it's it's interesting that even in that where it's the villain, this is still how somehow works as like propaganda for people like that because he actually is. These movies can't work. Because Elon Musk is not a genius. Sorry, right. spoilers for the kids at home. He's not a genius. He had a lot of money, and he yeah. was able to pay people to do the things he wanted to do. Yeah. But in these movies, Lex Luthor, Carlton Drake, all these motherfuckers actually are really smart at things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess to make them even remotely compelling. Yeah. But why is he do- talking to a uh, uh, to a group of kids? I and I know. love... I love the nonsense of this scene because a girl raises her hands and all the kids act as if she farted loud in front of everybody. They're like, <laughs> yeah. And he's like, listen. He doesn't answer the girl's question. Never even asks what it is. Listen. No. <laughs> Don't let people silence you. He goes on this weird rant about being silenced and then gives her a pin and then walks away. Yeah. And it's like, but you didn't, what was her question though? Now maybe that's, maybe that's brilliant. I, I, I don't think it is, but it could be where it's like, is this movie a secret like genius? No, it's not. But like, yes. what if, but ascribing meaning where it's like, that's, that's the, that's the brilliance of manipulative people and like in positions of power where he's like, no, he ma- first look, watch, he made it about him. Mm-hmm. He made her think she had value but also completely avoided responsibility yes. and then extricated himself from the situation before anyone noticed. Yes. That's kind of brilliant. But It like, is brilliant if it was intentional. If and it was intentional, also, which it most certainly is not. It was no, certainly, most certainly it is not. And this is also one of those moments where it's like, I, you know, I have, uh, I feel like the, the kind of the jokey jokey nature of the MCU can be hit or miss. Yeah. But I do feel like this is one of those scenes where that would have benefited where he's like, he goes on this whole thing and finally goes to the little girl, what was your question? And they pick like the dumbest question. Where's the bathroom? Yeah, where's the bathroom? It's like, oh, okay. uh, (laughs) Give me my pen back. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So um, uh, we we then get to uh, this, the most unhinged interview I have ever seen on screen. Like... Like, fucking, how much blow is Eddie Brock supposed to have done right before this discussion? Because he just starts, like, fucking hitting Drake with all this stuff. He, no sources. No, like, nothing. Dude, he doesn't. He is a he is a Moonlander denier interview. Yeah. Like, he has the energy of that kid who, like, atta- who, who, who accosted, uh, what was it, Neil Armstrong? Yeah, <laughs> or yeah, Buzz yeah. Aldrin? And was like, the moon landing's fake and you're a faker. Like, this dude just goes in. And I love, like, how it's couched in this thing where they're like, just go there and do this puff piece editorial. Like, what if you know he's completely lost it and you have to, like, dress him down in your office to warn him not to do it, just assign it somebody else. Yeah, not only that, even even if it hasn't completely lost it, this is clearly not what you pay him to do. Right. So why him? Well, yeah. And also, it's not live. Yes, you could cut out the part that is embarrassing. Yeah, but but and it's also and he's at one point like uh, Eddie's like reading uh, reading for something. He's like it says right here that you're using uh, unhoused people for your yeah. drug test. And like what he says, what where what right? Was and I an couldn't Anne tell. Report? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and it like yeah, exactly. And I don't know what he read from the email. I don't know what he's referencing. No, there's no way for him. Like this isn't a gotcha. This is you look like a legit lunatic. Like yeah, so security should be escorting you from the premises because. Right. You might be armed. <laughs> Seriously, and then it's like, and then he find, and, and then they find out, like, oh, you're like a legitimate member of the press. Like, yeah. 
how did you get a job here? And what's yeah. great about that is I love the setup where they're like, okay, so uh, you're a loser and you've been running a town and like we had to take all these risks and all this stuff. And they gave him a very successful show. Like he's, yes. they want they want to have their cake and eat it too so bad in this movie constantly where they're like, we want to hammer home that Eddie's a loser. But yeah. also we can't have him be such a loser that he doesn't ride motorcycles and have a successful career. <laughs> so he has to have both. Yes. He, he's Schrodinger's protagonist. And it's like, yeah. it's just, it's constantly at odds with itself and it's just because it's again I'm just I, I keep picturing Pascal and, and, and Alvaro just being like yes we're just I just gotta get to the part where he turns into Venom yeah <laughs> oh but boy do how do, do we take our time on that yeah so um, we learn uh, we do learn in this that Drake created a gene therapy when he was 19 um, <laughs> why like and why what's also weird genius yeah, I don't know. And we also explained that he was born in the UK, I assume to justify that Riz Ahmed is British, I, except I his accent in this... In, I thought they said he was born in Hong Kong or something. No, I, th- I think they, they he was born in London, I think they, they said. Oh, okay. And either way, it's like, but his accent's flawless. Yeah. So I don't know why we're having... To, the one we should try and justify is Tom Hardy a little bit. Yeah, like, <laughs> right? Um, anyway. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that, that's problematic right there. That's Yeah, so... Uh, uh, Eddie, Eddie's boss when he's firing him, you know, for a smart guy, you're a real dumbass. And this is, it, it reminds me of that moment. I think it's my favorite moment in uh, the, the Defenders show is when Stick calls uh, Danny Rand a uh, thundering dumbass. And it's like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, everyone was like, <laughs> yes. yes, thank you, Stick. Yeah. You completely Stick, nailed it. Stick nailed it. Stick nailed it and won. Um, you know, they wrote that like long after the, the, the reviews were in on Iron Fist. They were like, yeah. Uh, Put in a thing dressing down Iron Fist because yeah. he sucks. Yeah, because we none of it. Whoops, uh, that was a big old whoops. I just read. I just picked up the <laughs> new um, the new Iron Fist. Uh, oh yeah, cool, how is it? Uh, I haven't read it's yet. It's a lot. The new Iron Fist is a already established character, so we have to do a lot of legwork to take him from point A. Uh, he's that new what Swordsmaster? That new one of the new characters they tried to introduce. Oh, um, okay. And so we have to get him from the point A to point B of Iron Fist. It's like, poof, this is, it couldn't just be a new guy. <laughs> it just be like, <laughs> uh, hey. that's too bad. Anyway, but, but it's, it, oh. it feels like a clear, like, hey, uh, we want to bring Charlie Cox back and Kristen Ritter back, but all, but not Danny Rand. But not <laughs> Danny Rand. No. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, um, and meets Eddie outside. Because uh, Anne's ability to travel where she needs to be is such. She has her own superpower. We need to revisit it. But that, whatever. Uh, and yeah. of course, she is uh, pissed because totally. of course she is, and she breaks up with him because yes, you should. That is the correct. I love that. Yeah, that scorched earth too. She doesn't even go like we need to talk. No, or, like we need to break. Like she's like we're we're broken up. The engagement is off. Like I don't care how. That's much, not even how- a misunderstanding. That's a like no. You fucking detonated my. You didn't even talk to me. What the fuck are you yeah. even thinking, you gonzo yeah. lunatic? I don't know why anybody yeah. act reacts weird to Eddie post symbiote because he's already a fucking madman here. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Him. Him. The only thing is he sweats more when he, he has does sweat so much because it's eating his his heart atrophies. Anyway, it's eating his heart. Oh my god. Anyway, uh, the symbiotes arrive at the Life Foundation. These little tubes, like the like the tubes you at the bank that they used to have that you like. Yeah, the pneumatic over. tubes. God, I miss those. Yeah, I wish I, checks in there. I wish yeah. I had those in my house. I wish instead of texts, that's uh, how we communicated with each other. <laughs> yes. Yeah. More complicated, but still way more. So more cool. Classic. As a kid, you're yeah. like, oh, and then sometimes they used to like put when you're at the bank, they put lollipop in there. Oh my god, it was magic. Um, uh, yes. Life was so much simpler then. Let's go back to the '90s. There were no problems, no notes. Um, <laughs> at least there was more money. There, <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> so uh, the Malaysian EMT, uh, we're back to there. They eat our, that that goes forever, yeah, man. Sure does. Uh, they eat a raw eel out of a meat market. Um, the guy, he's a cook or whatever, protests, and of course he does because like what the f- anyway. Um, yeah. She kills that person again. This is riot, right? Um, and then a bunch yeah. of street thugs who are just around decide. Yeah, like, and then the security force of this open market show up, and uh, we have a fight scene. That's literally just like. A bunch of stuntmen walk in, and there is a fight scene. It's not even a fight scene. She just killed, just like, CG, you're dead yeah. now. Uh, right. Yeah. yeah. And I, now, was, uh, have you looked into this? Because I, I didn't, because this movie requires no effort. Yeah. Uh, but, like, I, I assumed that this movie was shot R, and they, like, softened it down. Like, I, that, I'm, that sounds right. I did not look into it, but I know there was talk of it being R, and, and, God, I wish I could have been in a fly on the wall in these conversations because in a lot of ways that makes a lot of sense because it's a good yeah. way to differentiate yourself from – like Deadpool had a lot of success with that. It differentiated from what they were doing. Um, yeah. and, but there had to have been – this was only, what, four years ago now? Yeah. So uh, they probably were in conversations at least about No Way Home at this point. And right. so it's like, mm, let's – Make it so it can let's, fit in. Let's dial it <laughs> yeah, down. Let's dial yeah, because yeah, I mean, the I, the best way I would imagine to, for you to market your standalone Venom and Morbius movies, other than having Spider Man in them, is making them R. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um. So now we cut to six months later because this movie's pacing is for no all reason. Over the We're map. like six months later. Like what? Yeah. Uh. Oh yeah. We're gonna get into that because we'll get into that. So anyway. Yeah. Jenny Slate. Yeah. Is experimenting with the symbiote that bond that, that bonds with a rabbit, and apparently that we learned that they need to bond uh, with another thing to live in this oxygen-rich atmosphere. Um, why? But they need an exact match, which I don't know why they again. It, this all this does is why? complicate things. <laughs> totally, totally. I guess it's to give them something to experience, other than having a bunch of venoms running around before venom. This is just to delay. This is the delaying tactic. Yeah, that's it. That's what it um, is. Because we also want to. Because like homelessness was a big thing in the Lethal Protector book, and it's all cosmetic. Like Carlton Drake, Roland, uh, or whatever his name is, like uh, Reese, yeah. the the security force guy. He's from the comic. Uh, homeless people, Lethal Protector, Venom, like Solo, uh, San Francisco, all this stuff yeah. from that six issue limited series. Except for Spider-Man. But it's all just like, we want to use homeless people. But even then, like, he befriends kind of one homeless person and then doesn't mourn her death. Nope. And it's like, like, so you have to make it matter in your context. You can't just put it in there being like, check mark. Yeah. We did all the stuff I remember. Mm-hmm. Like, ugh. So, um, anyway, sorry. Yeah, yeah, so the, 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 the um, uh, ba, 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 uh, we got the, they can't, they need to bond with somebody. Um, yeah. Um, this doesn't make sense on a lot of levels because also, I, the, uh-huh. based on the, what we believe about alien life now, they're probably not even composed of DNA. So I don't even know why, whatever. Yeah. Um, no, no. Uh, so um, I also have to, so if the, the symbiotes need hosts to live, according, according to this. To this what have we been doing for six months? And this is going to be the right. next next few things we're going to talk about. It's like, wait, what have these characters been up to for six months? Because it seems like this is the next day. <laughs> yeah, no, because Eddie has to, Eddie. All the only thing that changes is he gets an apartment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like the 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 but Riot traveling from Malaysia to America when he boards a plane via little girl 
does not take six months. Oh, God. I didn't even think about the riot of it all. I was just too hung up. Oh, my God. Anyway, yeah, yeah. So, of course, Drake demands human trials because he's the bad guy. So, that's what he, of course, that's yeah. what we do. So, now. Immediately. Yeah. Um, uh, Eddie's, we catch up with Eddie at the at the bar and he asks the, the, um, ask the bartender, like, man, do you ever feel like your life is a monumental screw up? And the bartender's like, no, nah, man. Fucking calm down. Uh, yeah. uh, Drake yeah, comes exactly. on the news. He asks him to change. Uh, they're talking about the new rocket launch because we need to set that up for the finale. Um, yeah. And Eddie leaves and he says what is probably my favorite line in the whole goddamn fucking movie. I love this line <laughs> so much. He says, I'm going to go home, chase myself around uh, the room and play hard to get. Yeah. I I don't know I do I don't know if they wrote it I don't know if Tom Hardy just made that up I don't just whatever I just made me so fucking ha- I was like that's fucking funny that's a good that's one. a good line um, yeah no there, there's a lot of like weird little bits of business that I like oh no there's like three yeah. but like that's one of them yeah. that one and I I actually kind of liked that uh, Eddie and Annie's um, interplay in the morning mm-hmm. like when she's hitting him with the pillow uh, I was just like that's kind of cute like that's a genuinely cute thing that I I believe happens and haven't seen in a movie yet yeah 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 and it's like it's a cliche obvious scene but it's punctuated by like something kind of fun yeah and that's this movie except nothing's fun about it yeah so um he's walking home um uh this is where we meet the unhoused woman you were talking about earlier um and he Uh gives her uh the she's taking all the papers that you can get for free and he gives her and she has her five he gives her twenty dollars for twenty for the paper but don't don't do a song um, yeah, and what's interesting about this whole sequence is this is where you start your movie. You literally right. start with Eddie in the bar, and you yeah. and all the the breaking up with Anne, all that's backstory that you fill in through the interactions. Be- that's right. Because this is such a it it's it was weird when the scene came up because it's like this is such actually we're like thirty minutes in the movie setup. and this is such a good encapsulation of like oh this is who Eddie is this is where you begin and this is I think this is a problem of a lot of like blockbusters like honestly it's my, one of my issues with Doctor Strange it's like don't start with Doctor Strange as a surgeon that part's boring I don't care about that yeah nobody cares <laughs> yeah. that's why he's Doctor Strange yeah. like just cut to him like just just use the 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 several hours of footage you got yeah. of a of a waste of an intro and and relegate it to flashbacks. Or conversations, like, and, 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 or like, or like he, he, you could be at Carmitage. Somebody there asks him about what he was doing before that. I was a surgeon. Boom, fill that stuff in, and then also gets weird of the weird timeline stuff of like, how long was he at Carmitage? Like weeks? Like how long did it take yeah. him to become whatever? Um, exactly. Yeah, don't don't start start immediate res. Keep going. Start your stories where they begin. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, um, this is where he goes into uh, Mrs. Chen's convenience store, bodega, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and of course, uh, uh, she is robbed by a thug played by Sam Medina, who I've met um, by, oh, in cool. my in my journeys uh, <laughs> through Hollywood. Um, and of yeah. course, Eddie kind of hides like a chump. In, in his defense, what what is he gonna what, gonna what is do? he gonna do? <laughs> But, like, by the way, Mrs. Chen, uh, you know, she's concerned, but, like, she doesn't have the demeanor of a woman who has just pointed a gun at. Yes. I like, I, I will say, in her defense, this seems to be, because he, he talks about protection money. I will, but I will say this also does, this is a pattern in this movie where something in fucking sane happens and people are like, oh, wow. And it's like, right. you just saw a, one dude bite off another dude's head. I feel like the yeah. reaction should be stronger. <laughs> I feel, or or you did it. Yes, or, and I feel like your your reaction should be big. Yeah, it should be. Uh, yeah, everybody's kind of like, well, I guess this is the thing now. Um, right, everyone's on drama mean in this. Movie. Yes. Eddie goes up um, 
uh, upstairs to his apartment and he passes his neighbor who has long metal hair and is making out with his girlfriend. He's like, a dick. And it's like, well, God, calm, calm down a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe shit. you know something. I don't know. That feels a little aggressive. I don't know. He's just making uh, out. He, well, it's it's one of those dudes who's just like, you know what? Like, Eddie's on his way to becoming an incel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I used to, I, I had jobs and I had, I had sex and I had a great money, all this money. And now I'm, now I got nothing. I'm watching other people who are, who have the same crappy apartment as me yeah. and he's getting laid too. Yeah. Oh, no. Man, fuck that guy. Uh, yeah. This that would be more believable than what happens next. What happens next is a montage of Eddie trying to find a job, which is like, again, what have you been doing for six months? And what year is it where you're circling one? Yeah. Like it's 1965. Uh, but, uh, uh, what would make more sense if he was on a bunch of forums posting like, uh, fake news. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, anybody want to pay me to make up news? Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, one of the people he gets rejected by is Barney Bushkin, who is from the comics, part of part of the um, uh, Venom's original appearances. And um, uh, Eddie tries to listen to a self-help tape, but is interrupted by his uh, neighbor playing loud music. Ah, that crazy neighbor. Uh, damn it. Um, that'll that'll come back. Yeah, that. This well, we're gonna call this back later because he's angry, but not able to. He doesn't have the strength to uh, oh. express himself through violence, exactly. which is how men are meant to express themselves. Um, yeah. Drake, uh, give, we're back at the Life Foundation. He gives a big speech about uh, how this moment is first contact. He loves his speeches. And they bring out this poor, I'm going to say, uh, yeah, he's just an on-house guy. Uh, he looks like possibly a burnout. It's hard to say. Um, yeah. And and uh, this this scene actually this is why you hire Rizamed for the is, is this one scene because um, he actually he talks the guy down um, uh, talking about the story of Isaac and Jacob from the Bible but how he perceives Isaac who's the son in that situation as the as the hero and of course the the um, guy he's talking to is the Isaac in this situation he's trying to calm right. him down um, and you think well that would make drake jacob in this scenario which is a weird yeah. kind of dad complex but no 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 that's not what drake is going for because he, he loops around he's like you know god abandoned us but i won't it's like oh so oh so you're oh, god, you're god. You're god in this <laughs> cool what a, cool for you guy um yeah okay yeah sure and so of course the symbiote tries to bond with the guy and it and it kills him um uh, and again what does this mean for riot and how riot operates and also, I guess the lucky thing—they're a genetic match or whatever that's he, supposed to he's mean. He's able to see his genetic matches or something, I guess. And also, I guess, uh, what does this mean for the plot point in Venom Two, where Venom is just hopping from body to body? Are those yeah, people dying? I mean, he's killing those people. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> cool. I thought he was killing them. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. How's so cool? Uh, yeah. What a hero. Yeah. What a what a gosh dang champ. Uh, so. Um, <laughs> And he goes back to the convenience store. The uh, our unhoused lady, she has a name. I don't. I have it later, but I don't have it in the notes right now. Um, she is gone. <gasps> I wonder why. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, that's uh, right. <laughs> it, it then, oh, maybe he should investigate. Maybe that's a way that he could get involved with Drake. Anyway, uh, that's yeah. not what we're doing. Nope. Um, he starts talking to his... This scene actually plays kind of funny. He starts talking about how he's an investigative journalist, and he was able to follow people, and he's good on it. Which, again, uh, based on what we've seen of him so far... I call bullshit on that. Uh, yeah, total bullshit. Yeah, yeah he is the he's the least subtle person in the movie. Yeah, and but what we find out he's talking to is Jenny Slate's character, Doctor Skirth. Yep, and she oh. tells him what Drake is doing. He's kidnapping poor people and experimenting on them. Um, and Oof, it, that 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 reads like a like an improv line. Yes. Uh, that by the way, this is what I'm this is what I'm talking about. Where it's like, so we go like we go to Mrs. Chen's. He goes to his apartment where things suck. Goes back to mrs chen like yeah why doesn't all that just happen in the mrs chen's like convenience well because we time? need to establish the homeless lady 
and then establish right. that she's. But we gone meet her on the outside. We oh, I, well, what if we what if we do like we do really fast? Where it's like he he meets the homeless lady, he goes into Mrs. Chen's, he talks to the girl, yeah. he he walks out, and he notices she's gone, but her stuff is still there. Yes, I also would think I personally I would probably cut. Jenny Slate from this movie and have the, the missing need to be in that movie. missing unhoused lady be what makes him start investigating Drake yes. and that's our intro to this whole situation. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um. Uh. Bu- 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 basically, uh, Eddie tells her to fuck off and he frames it like, "Listen, I interviewed Drake once and it ruined my life." It's like, wait, you time out. ruined your life. Yeah. <laughs> but that is Eddie Brock. Eddie Brock deflecting is actually pretty in character. So I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but it's just funny. It's like, no, man, that's that. Re- I listen. I'm on the same page with you. Drake's a bad dude, but also that what happened to you was 100 percent your fault. Yeah. Oh, can we also mention like he keeps talking about Drake being a bad dude, and uh, he has no evidence to support that, None. and it's just and like if I were in anyone's position where I'm where I'm talking to Eddie about this, I might go like. Is it because he has a lot more money than you mm-hmm. and you're really resentful of him? Yeah. Like, is that what's going on here? Because, like, do you have no evidence to support that he's a bad person and you never bring it up? Yeah. Like, you just say he's bad and you have a feeling about it. And then he's it. like, listen, not, man, I read the script. I know what he's doing on these other scenes. Yeah, you should see him 100 pages in. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a fucking bad guy. Um, <laughs> so uh, Eddie shows up at Anne's place like a creepy stalker. And like a creepy um, stalker. he meets her new guy, Dan. Um and Dan Dan is a fan Dan's fan Dan, uh, Dan's yeah. great. I I'm with you. I, I like Dan. I, Dan's great. Uh, another person that's surprisingly chill with the things that happen in this movie, right? He really chill. Like where he's like, let me give you a free MRI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and she correctly points out this is all Eddie's fault. Uh, she's yep. she's on top of it, and so. And this is a scene that I feel like could be more interesting. Eddie looks at the found the Life Foundation building from the bridge, and it's like, ah, oh, fuck. If we, this is too much for this movie. But if we, <laughs> if we incorporated Eddie's suicidal, like if he was on the bridge thinking about like, this is it for me, and then he sees yeah. the Life Foundation, like, I got one last card to play. <laughs> yeah, I um, love that. Anyway, yeah. uh, so, um. Jenny Slate, he calls Jenny Slate. She goes to sneak him in, and uh, oh, and she oh starts again more exposition. Poor Jenny Slate getting all the exposition. She's like, oh, because of climate change and overpopulation, and it just I want to take a moment to remind yeah. everybody at home. Movies love to trot this stuff out. Climate yeah. change, one hundred percent, is a is a problem, and yes. people like Carlton Derrick are a huge driver of that problem without having to kidnap people to do it. Uh, overpopulation is not uh, overpopulation. <laughs> as much as we like to, as much as Thanos and people like to trot out overpopulation, uh, we have a problem with a small percentage of people taking up a huge amount of resources. Um, yes. That is a problem, as opposed to the amount of people. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. No, we can feed everybody. Yeah, we, we just can. Don't. We just need to uh, I know, cover your some kids at home. This might be too. We just need to redistribute. Things ooh. like, ooh, wealth and resources. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. God, so could we're going to go to another planet. We're going to go. Could you imagine? <laughs> listen, that's all Eddie needed. The, here's how we're going to rewrite that interview scene with Drake. All yeah. Eddie, Eddie's calm, collected, and he just mentions redistributing wealth. Drake would lose his fucking mind. I, his yeah. eyes what? would melt out of his head. <laughs> yeah. Get the hell out of here. I'm going to destroy your life. Scorched Earth. Yeah. That would have been amazing. Um, but no, instead, Carlton Drake is looking for... For, for interstellar colonization? We're going to so, drop that 45 minutes into the picture? Yeah, so wait, so he, he, yeah, he's like, which I I will say 
the idea of one of these wealthy assholes thinking it is easier to colonize another planet than to just fix things here <laughs> is just believable. give people more money yeah. and food? What if I just had slightly... What if I was still the richest person on the planet, but I had slightly less money? Ooh, boo. No. Let's, let's colonize a new world where I get to be God I'm, King. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather be God King of other rich people who can afford to go to a planet that I can never set foot on without wearing some kind of protective co- like suit. Yeah, also, so I... Maybe I missed something. Help me out here. I, I, we are being led to believe that that yeah. ship Carlton uh, Drake sent up there yeah. landed on another planet. Right, right. There's no... yeah With life no, on it. With life on it. And they got out and got back on. Mm. Mm. Yeah. In, in, in a normal human lifespan, they did this. Right, yeah. Where did they go? Oh, no. Well, didn't they find a comet? Yeah, I, I thought I remember. I don't have that in my notes, but I thought I remember them saying she that. Sa- she says, well, they were on their way to a planet they thought was hospi- like ho- like hospitable, but then they they found a comet. And cool. And I guess they Armageddoned that comet and landed on it. I don't know. It was, it's very unclear. I mean, yeah, you can um, even say, oh, oh, my God. Anyway, we're thinking about this movie way too hard. Um, yeah, more than they did. Yes. Um, so, uh, the, the, we get her talking about the symbiotes and I, and I just love, every time she mentions it, I love how it's like clearly redubbed because of that, the trailer where she says, because real, the trailer, yeah. cause um, okay. And the, tra- like, ladies and gentlemen, the trailer for the, for Venom, uh, there were a couple of things that stood out from that trailer. Uh, the turd in the wind obviously is the biggest standout, but the other one was that she kept saying symbiotes yeah. and she said it like she'd never heard that word before, which is totally fair yeah. to believe. And, uh, and the internet was like symbiotes. Like people made fun T-shirts of it and like fake cereals and whatnot. But like symbiotes. Yeah. Uh, everyone was like, no. Nope. But you could tell that like nobody making the movie gave a crap, and so they just let her say that. And only after fan reaction, which is all this movie is for, mm-hmm. uh, was like, no, you don't say it like that. They were like, get back in the booth and say it another way. <laughs> Do it. Fix it. Uh, which yeah. I've got to imagine has to be part of some marketing team's plans now. Like, listen, we're going to release a very shitty version of Sonic so that everybody freaks out. And then we're going to show them the new one. And then it kind of doesn't matter how good the movie is because they're like, well, at least they did the thing. Uh, right. Yeah. At least they changed Sonic the yeah. Hedgehog. The movie isn't really, really stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it's God, At least Sonic looks good. God damn it. I am excited for Idris Elba's Knuckles, though. Oh, my I can't, God. I can't no. help myself. I can't help I, it. <laughs> I'm hyped for Jim Carrey's Robotnik because it was one of the best things about that movie. Yeah. God. And then you see Sonic and Tails on the biplane. And you're like, God damn it. I love That's this. That's kind of cool. <laughs> God yeah, damn it. I you wish tr- they were in the Emerald Hill Zone and not in, like, San Francisco. Exactly. But it's, it's just one of those, like, this is how you get people. Anyway. Yeah. So um, uh, she leads him in. Clearly, there are no cameras in this building. And then she. What is happening with this building? It's the most high tech building. It's owned by like this billionaire, and there's no cameras. They just walk. Yeah. They walk. They need to. They need to like hide from people like a video game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish we saw Ed, uh, uh, Tom Hardy hide under the bo- under a box. Also, he under would a make box. a great uh, snake from Metal yeah. Gear Solid. Anyway, totally, um, totally. I would love to hear what weird voice he chooses to do for that. Um, Me too. So uh, she just lets him into the secure holding facility of the symbiotes while she like goes to talk to like, why don't you just go with him? Like you didn't see. No. Anyway. uh, That that seemed like a setup too because she's like, bye. And then later he's like, I'm dying. What's going on? She's like, hey, I'm kind of busy right now, but I'll call you back. mm -hmm. And I'm like, what is this? Like if I were him, I'd be like, oh, they, this was all intentional. This was a setup. (laughs) Um, This is a setup. No. 
so uh, Eddie is casually roaming this creepy murder lab, um, and he's just taking pictures on his phone. And he runs into Maria. That's that's her name. I got her name on this Maria, one. Thank you. Uh, the the lady from outside the bodega. Uh, yep. Sirens go off, and it, she seems to really bother her. This is where we establish that they don't like sound, and we're completely inconsistent with that. By the way, yeah. um, mm-hmm. she attacks Eddie, and the symbiote uh, transfers to him. And uh, Maria is super dies. She's dead. She dies now. Um, yeah. Then every guard on the planet Earth shows up. Like it's so that we have a whole army of guards that I guess were in the break room when they were when they were sneaking into the villa. Because literally, yeah. every, it's like a video game where you like again going back to uh, uh, Metal Gear Solid. You trip an alarm, everybody's oh. here now. You're fucked. It, it just it spawns them all. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so they run off, um, and they run into, uh, I, in my notes, I call it the Fox Forest. For those that don't know, there's a forest <laughs> that Fox loves to use in all its X-Men movies that is uh, affectionately dubbed the Fox Forest. And uh, my question is, the lab facility that we see is very clearly on the side of a mountain. Uh, yeah. Where the fuck are these woods <laughs> that they're running through right now? <laughs> those woods? And is that, are those, the, yeah, those are the woods, right? Like my wife, we're, we're watching it, she goes... Are those the woods from Logan and the Avengers? Like, yep. are those just Hollywood woods? Yep. Fox Forest. Like, it's the Fox Forest. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've seen that. I've seen those woods a lot. Mm-hmm. Also, conspicuous moon or sun. I don't know yeah. what. Like, but yeah, that's later when it's everything's blue. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, what is lighting this scene? Yeah. What time? You know, what like, time of day is this supposed to be? Right. Like, I, I remember in the, watching The Crow recently, and I'm like, okay, so like that's just a spotlight. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not even they're even trying, but like this whole thing is like a dream. So I get it. Also, it's like 1994, mm-hmm. but it's 2018 now. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Um. Uh. Yeah. So the guard is chasing through the forest, and he he escapes by scampering up a tree like a squirrel. Uh, but of course, he's a like very real looking tree, realest tree I've ever seen. Realest tree I've ever seen, and it's a classic. Like we're panning up, CG, 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 oh. uh, set dressing tree, <laughs> actor. Um, uh, and of course, yeah. like this is where we get the the uh, show of a string. Like he's just like crashing through gates. And I will say, I think one of this movie's saving graces is uh, Tom Hardy's like slapstick commitment to the bit. Like yeah, he's willing no. to look like a complete cartoon ass. <laughs> Right, like every every uh, actor that's, that's cast as a superhero, when they get their powers, outside of like maybe Tobey Maguire, and that might just because he looks like a goober all the time. Yeah. But like every other actor, when they're like discovering their powers, they also have like have to make sure that they don't like lose their posture. Yeah. You know, like their dick doesn't fall out. They're just like, hey, yeah, like I, I mean, I'm not really good at it, but I'm still kind of good at it. Yeah. At least Tom Hardy's like, no, but like if this were real, like he's thinking about it like an actor. Yeah. Not like a movie star being cast in a superhero movie. So he's like, if I broke that door down, I'd be baffled. Yeah, exactly. I would be so confused right now. And, and so it's just so consistent oh, throughout. Yeah. Could you imagine if Sam Raimi, because I was just thinking about the a- oh, Evil Dead, oh, like oh. slapstick. Like, Could you imagine if they let Sam Raimi loose on this shit? Like, I know oh, Venom God. wasn't his bag, but like, come on. No, no. If you get Tom Hardy and Sam Raimi in the same room, yes. where, like one dude's going to be fully committed and the other dude should be. Yeah. Like, that would be a, a match made in heaven. No, Sam, after Doctor Strange 2, can Sam Raimi make Venom 3? Please and thank you. And, of course, we haven't seen <laughs> – who knows? I, I'm, I am incredibly curious to see what modern – sure Circus is out. Yeah, like like what, what Sam Raimi – modern-day Sam Raimi looks like in such a studio-controlled movie as oh, like yeah. a Doctor Strange um, – because uh, well, – we didn't talk about that trailer. Yeah. It's a cool trailer, really cool trailer. It, it looks is like very well cut. It looks like three movies. It's like which yeah. What, 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 anyway. um, well, and, and what's so funny is you know Sam Raimi had like a miserable time making two movies from Spider-Man three. Yeah, 
You know, he's yeah. like so so such control. So I I wonder why he did that. You know? uh, who's to say? But also, we flash back to a '90s version of Venom that uh, had uh, Nicolas Cage. I want to flash back to an '80s version of Venom with Bruce Campbell as Eddie Brock. Please, because uh, oh he would definitely have the vibes. Like, yeah, those. I know we like to think of Eddie as like big, muscly, and cool, but it's like. That Bruce Campbell energy is more Eddie. It's more the It'd personality more of Eddie. So so worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh well. So <laughs> uh, Eddie arrives home and he's acting like an absolute goddamn tweaker. <laughs> he's. I love it. Yeah, yeah. He's absolutely like losing his mind. He leaves Skirth a bunch of vo- voicemails while he's eating uh, frozen tater tots and garbage so chicken. Uh, yeah. and then he vomits in the toilet. Um, Ugh. Then he sees, uh, we see like a, a glimpse of Venom for the first time in the mirror and he freaks out. And I, uh, I don't, when the eyes bug out, like the Venom eyes bug out, I always like, I don't know. It's just, That's... I don't, again, I just, like even when we go back to the symbiote when it attaches to the one, the first dude. And it just yeah. kind of like absorbs through the shirt. I'm like, don't do that. That doesn't, yeah. that doesn't look believable. <laughs> no. And I, 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 we're at the, we're at a point with CG, despite the fact this movie has a lot of really terrible uh, looking CG. Yeah. Uh, that like, you can, uh, every time Venom or Eddie loses a suit in the comics, he's wearing nothing or yes. undies because the suit replicates clothing. Yep. And like, that's kind of one of the more fun aspects of the uh, more visual aspects of the characters. Like, powers yeah and it's one thing we can do now yeah where it's like make it so that i mean like they did it in let there be carnage where it's like carnage and cletus are like one thing now yeah whereas venom is clearly eddie's wearing venom um but like make the suit be the clothing yeah we're gonna you know like i'm excited for us to talk about let there be carnage and like you're like you're right like carnage is the one thing which is weird considering the major thematic point the movie tries to hit at the end oh um i know i know um, no but like yeah but and you're right we we just had that line which again like we're dealing with three script writers here so who knows what was in what draft but we have a line where eddie's like i was good at tailing people and it's like yeah so you could have had a whole sequence where eddie's tailing somebody or being tailed changing his clothes with the symbiote like like what we what we need is the term like the fun and games like now he's got these abilities we need that sequence where he's learning how to use them yes. and we talk about the addiction to power and everything like shit yeah. man god there is yeah fuck. no yeah no he doesn't enjoy any of the powers that venom gives him and then later is like isn't it fun having that power and it's like you don't know either yeah like, <laughs> and also how long have you had them like an afternoon um uh, maybe six months. Yeah, I do like he uh, sees Venom in the mirror and he freaks out so bad that he knocks himself out in the bathtub. Like he falls backwards and he, and he knocks himself the fuck out. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Eddie wakes up and um, um, disrupts and it's perfectly nice lunch with Dan. Again, they're a couple, so they're having lunch in nice places. And yes, they and then they go and nice. fuck and they go and fuck after. That's the that's, yes. Um, so Eddie is absolutely gonzo losing it. Like he's fucking sweating. He's grabbing food off people's tables and taking bites out of it. Uh, he complains that the steak is dead. Um, uh, weird, but also like, I like it. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, he's complaining. He's so hot and he climbs into a lobster tank and starts munching on the lobsters. (laughs) Yes. Which I heard was his idea. I know that like they set it up. Like I think when they were shooting, uh, Tom Hardy climbed into the lobster tank and they were like, this is so great. Let's redo the scene so that it, it is all hinged on him getting in the lobster tank. Mm-hmm. Uh, because like, it's like they're, the, the scene opens with a shot yeah. in the lobster tank yeah. as if they're like, oh man, yeah, here just, comes just the infamous, 
Just you wait until you get, like, we've never seen anything like this before. Yeah. A man in a lobster tank, but there's lobsters in there. Like, it's just, they're so proud of themselves for, like, the like, most minimal achievement in yes. this movie. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, so, uh, Dan, by the way, takes all this in stride. He is a I fucking champ. Dan, well, he's like, uh, maybe he, like, uh, well, I moonlight as, like, a rehab doctor. Like, I deal with a lot of tweakers yeah. in my life. And, like, this guy, textbook example. Listen, like, I think he's also sick. Yeah, it's like, uh, he, listen, he just got dumped by, by Anne, and I can say, Anne's great, and I would also be dumped by if I got bumped, uh, dumped by Anne, so. Uh, right. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, <laughs> so, Dan takes Eddie to uh, the hospital and and gives him a sedative, uh, and they try to give him an MRI, and the symbiote does not like it. I like that. That's yeah. that's that's in keeping with the character and the powers. Uh, again, we established that it's uh, the sound. 600 and, megahertz or something? Yeah, yeah, which is frequency, not loudness. I have questions. No. Yeah, I have I have questions about all that. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, when they come out, and, uh, yeah, so any Freaks, flips the fuck out, and when he, they're walking out of the, of the hospital, Dan's like, "Yeah, man, you know I have some claustrophobia too." It's like, Dan, my guy, <laughs> Dan, my did guy, you see fuck. him? Yeah, you, you, God, fuck, man, you, you were either gullible as fuck, <laughs> right? He's just you, got an incredible bedside manner. Like he's like, "Dude, no, I'm high as fuck right now. Uh, I don't yeah. give a shit about anything. It's all just rolling <laughs> off my back." Listen, man, I hit the the med room every day yeah. when I come into work, man. This yeah, is all. I, have, I listen, Eddie. I have a serious problem. You, you, you are right. To to protect Anne, yeah, I, I am gonna bankrupt us. But like, listen, uh, we'll try the MRI another time. <laughs> so uh, so um, weird. Uh, um, Eddie has an incident on a trolley because again, it's San Francisco. Um, another scene you could cut. Yeah, this is a scene you could cut. And also, I'm intercutting it with stuff from that we're, we cut back and forth with Drake. But I'm kind of trying to group them together. The, um, those Drake scenes, man. Oh, yeah. they're death. Anyway, and then. Uh, um, uh, and then he's back at his apartment and he gets a call from Ann and Dan and he's told he has a parasite and again Dan Dan the man Dan the champ because Eddie started like yeah I'm hearing voices and Dan starts like well you know that's normal like in what god damn it Dan in what fucking context is that normal no we just like it's it's like there was like a mandate like Dan is chill AF Dan is never like uh oh SpaghettiOs this is a problem (laughs) yeah hmm Hearing voices? I mean, did, was that before or after this incident you're describing? Yeah. Because I feel like that might be kind of like a long-term problem. That you yeah, that's not, I don't know parasites that are talked to you, so that's let maybe come back in. Yeah. Um, so meanwhile, while this, this is going on, we go. We're, we're uh, at the Life Foundation lab. Maria's dead. We established Maria's dead. Drake is pissed, um, um, even though there's there is a viable test subject. Uh, one person that's working. Uh, the way the scene is cut is so weird. He immediately fires his guard. He's like, you're all fired. You're fired. Go get me Eddie Brock. <laughs> it's like, who are you talking to the people you just fired? <laughs> right. Also, those people have witnessed you murdering people yes. and you have like been on the payroll. Like you don't just fire them and then just let them leave the building. Yeah. Like, you either, you either give them a really good pension or you disappear them. <laughs> right. Or like now you're part of the program. I'm going to put you in a symbiote. Yes. Like, but, but no, just you're fired. Yeah. It was like that scene from, uh, I'm just thinking about that scene from uh, Tomorrow Never Dies where uh, things don't go well for the Ted Turner analog character and he just like there's that poor woman who's just trying to keep things together he goes you're fired get out of here and it's like you need an MC man but alright that's that like we gotta put a scene where he's we gotta show he's a jerk yeah. how do we do that he fires he people he fires people not the murdering that, we're, that we, can, uh, we can rationalize 
well, like, listen, our main tag, our, our protagonist is a murderer too, so we got <laughs> we got to figure this out. Up. But he would never fire anybody. <laughs> so meanwhile, Riot is in the old lady. After I rather mention this, back at the uh, um, with the Malaysian EMT. Which, by the way, that's how she's credited. Uh, so I, Malaysian EMT. That's how she is credited as the anyway. Uh, she okay. it, right jumps from that person to an old lady. The old lady is at the airport and creepily follows a little white girl into the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, and and then kills her because she's the, the next host. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So uh, ba ba ba. Um. Uh. So back at the they're running t- back at the lab. They're running tests on the remaining host and the symbiote is. Eating this person's organs, despite they're giving them a ton of liquid nutrition. Yeah. Um, and this is where the science, scientists are like, sound hurts her from these hurts to these hurts, whatever the fuck that means. Sure. Um, and Drake, in regards to human, says, such poor design, which is a, a pretty uh, standard villain line. But also, I don't know what the doctors just told. You just introduced a paradise a parasite that's eating their organs. What about that makes you say humans have poor design? I don't right. I get that that's your perspective. I don't know why it applies here. No. No. Anyway. That's stupid. Um Skirth is brought before Drake and he convinces her to admit who she brought right before I he I can't believe that scene is such death. No one be- no one believes what they're saying in that scene nope. and she's just like and he's like, "Hey, yeah, like even though I've clearly been murdering people and like I and you're frightened of me, like just just tell me what I need to know so I can kill you." Yeah, yeah. She's like, "Okay, I feel really bad about it." And you're like, <laughs> "What?" Uh, and so then um he he murders. He 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 uh leaves her in the room locked in um uh with the symbiote. Um I don't know. It was it the same one that was in that guy who's to say we don't know. Uh, All right, it would have to be. I would hope so because there's no other symbiote they use. Yeah, yeah. we do. We do get a cool shot when Eddie's going through the lab of like a symbiote that's dried up and died. Um, yeah. and that was pretty cool. And this is where yeah. this is where we're gonna we're gonna cut off. This is where we're gonna end episode one. Um, this is gonna be uh, another two parter. Uh, oh, that'll be dropping soon. Um, yeah. unless if you're watching live, because we're gonna do that right. Uh, we're gonna do that right now. Um, so good for you, the people watching live. Uh, <laughs> if you want to watch this live, if you want to listen to part two, you can do that over Patreon.com/slash/OnlyStupidAnswers. Um, if you're already a patron over here, because uh, sometimes we drop the first episode for free on the podcast. Um, thank you for being a patron, Sal. Remind them where they can find you. Yeah, you can find me over at youtube.com slash comic pop or youtube.com slash comic pop returns. Oh, snap. Uh, two channels, both about comic books uh, and, uh, and and the minutiae thereof. Uh, if you like these kind of conversations, you will enjoy yourself over there. Go over there and then soon comic pop forever and comic pop and Robin. That's right. Uh, and then we close <laughs> it all down and we start all over again with comic pop begins. Begins. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's, that's the 10 year reunion. 